Welcome to the end of June and welcome to episode 21 of season 2 of Kenny and the Coaches. Slow down, Summer. June is almost over and teachers, coaches, students, you know what I'm about to say. The 23-24 school year is on the horizon. It's a little blurry on the horizon, but that blur you see, yeah, that's what it is. The next school year. On this episode, I have Guthrie Girls basketball coach Breck Clark. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Coach Breck Clark. Coach Clark, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with me a little bit. I know by the when while we're recording this, it's uh, your actual first day out of school. So I mean, thanks for, and I know summer's about to get busy for you. So thanks for taking a little bit of time and doing this. Yeah, of course. Now, first thing, why coaching? What was it that got you, what was it that made you want to be a coach? So, I mean, I, I grew up playing basketball. Um, obviously, I was super passionate about it. But when I graduated college, that wasn't really what I was going to do. Um, I ended up, you know, going into personal training. I did a little bit of, like, advising and stuff like that. Uh, but I just missed it so much. And then, you know, I was like, I got to get back into basketball. How can I get back into basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was a teacher. So she, you know, she was a teacher for several years. So she kind of helped me kind of get into the education system and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what got me started. Yeah. Now talk a little bit about working under Coach Douglas at El Reno and the experience you gained from working under her. So the experience I gained working under her, I I didn't realize how lucky I was to kind of, you know, because that was my first, you know, school job ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got there, I didn't realize, you know, she's just, an, she, the program she's built is just amazing. And she's such a hard worker and she puts everything into her job. And so being able to kind of jump into that, first of all, it was extremely overwhelming <laughs> that first year. <laughs> uh, but looking back, you know, it's helped me a lot and kind of seeing, you know, what it takes to be a coach and a teacher. Cause sometimes people outside the education system don't realize how much work goes into it and, mm-hmm. you know, how much managing and, and all the stuff that doesn't have anything to do with basketball, you know, mm-hmm. goes into it. So being able to work under her, I was able to kind of see that before, you know, I got thrown to the wolves <laughs> and became a head coach myself. So. Yeah. Well, how would you say your first year win as a head coach? It went a lot better than, you know, I even expected. <laughs> so <clears throat> coming in, uh, you know, they were just kind of, I asked people that I knew in the, the coaching world, I was like, what are your, what's your advice? Like I'm new to this. And they were just like, you know, take it one step at a time, make a couple things better than it was before. And so when I got here, you know, I was kind of expecting, you know, just get through it. Don't, you know, don't burn the school down <laughs> and, uh, you know, get, get through your first year, but it, it went so well. So mm-hmm. we, we ended up, ending with a winning record um you know we beat a couple of top ranked teams and then we were eight points away from the state tournament in the area finals Mm. and you know two girls going to play college basketball one girl going on a visit for track in a couple weeks so it's just been it's been a great we've had the we had our first jv team that guthrie's had here in several several years too so that was awesome as well Wow. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, Guthrie's a 5A school, right? Correct, yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of interesting that, that you hadn't had a JV team until now. 
you know. I know. Well, I think they've had one, and then, you know, our girls, the girls' sports programs here, for some reason our numbers are low, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when whatever I got to do to kind of, you know, fix yeah. that. So when I first got here, I was dragging people off the softball field, mm-hmm. off the track. I was like, hey, you know, you look athletic. Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of got our numbers that way, and so I'm hoping that kind of stays rolling. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, there's – I've talked to several coaches that have had to basically recruit the hallways, you know. I mean, that's – Yes. But, you know, whenever you get into it and then the kids see that you care about, you know, you don't just want them just for a body, that you're going to actually work with them and, and do things like that, I think it kind of – you'll probably start getting more and more in, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and, boy, you talk about that kind of burning the – place down I mean I, I do think that's something that a lot of first year people I know I did that whenever I first started coaching because I didn't really have anyone to really give me any directions they were just get in there and coach your butt off you know <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and that's one thing you can go in there and you can try to do too much you know I yeah think it is that is good advice that you got of just kind of you know just take it as it goes you know fix one thing here one thing there don't try to you know uh, gosh my my very first athletic athletic director used to always say Rome wasn't built in a day. And I was yeah, like, well, exactly. That's a that's that's a good way to think. You know. Now, what is your what's kind of the outlook for this next year's team? I know it's really early, but going into next year, what what kind of things do you want to see? So, um, our next our next year's team is going to be very interesting. So we have a lot of returners coming back, but mm-hmm. we're losing a couple girls or two or two starters maybe. And then one of our starters was just a huge, huge part of everything we did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we needed the basket, we're like, okay, she's the one. Well, now somebody else is going to have to step up and, and, you know, be that person. Uh, So we're going to have to change a lot of our, you know, a lot of our offense, a lot of our defense. Um, But I told the girls, I said, Hey, listen, you know, just because we're losing a very good player, our expectations are not lower. If anything, they're higher because this is our second year. You know what to expect. Um, and for now, they're really, really bought in. And I, and I think if we kind of keep that buy-in and we keep working hard in the off-season, then we'll be we'll be pretty good and pretty competitive next year. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and, you know, it's I've noticed this with the kids. At, I mean, we're at a small school at Empire. But, you know, being an assistant now – and just kind of seeing the teams kind of at a different – from a different perspective than a head coach sees it. It's just, you know, we my first or second year, we had a really uh, senior-led team. I, I think our top six guys were – or six of our top seven guys were seniors. And, you know, coming back that following year, I think everyone was like, oh, you lost all those people. You're not going to be near as good. And we actually – you know, we weren't as talented, but, I mean, it's just amazing how those guys played so much better together, you know. Yes. And, that's, and I think that's something, as a coach, I went into it thinking this, and we ended up being that. You know, that's <laughs> – I think that's, that's that's just one of the confusing things about coaching. you like, well, this kid never showed that they could do this, but they end up showing out for you during the season, you know. So that's – it's it's crazy how that how that stuff works. You know? Yeah, exactly. And and there's some kids that are capable of doing that. I think they just kind of have to, you know, they have to believe that they can do it as well. And and 
they're starting to kind of see it, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll really kind of, they'll get a taste of it when we start our team camps in June. Um, but if they keep on with that path and then, then we'll be okay. So we'll be, we'll be good. Were you able to do team camps with them last summer? So, yes, um, I did. It was like kind of a scramble cause I, I got mm-hmm. hired a little bit late. Um, mm-hmm. but we ended up getting into two, but the two that we got into were two mainly six, a camps and Mm -hmm. i mean if you looked at all the 6a girls teams that were in the state tournament this year that's who we played (laughs) (laughs) so we were just getting you know everything handed us and they're like coach what do i do i'm like listen i met you yesterday i don't even remember your last (laughs) name i need you to just go out there and and just try your best (laughs) so coming from that to what we were able to do at the end of the season um that's just kind of just shows what the girls are capable of and how hard they work this season. Oh man, uh, you're a whole lot younger than I am, but even now, I mean, I've got kids. I, I'm an assistant coach, but I, I'm the head coach of our sixth and seventh grade team. And some of those kids that are going to be sixth graders, I haven't. They're in our elementary right now, so I haven't seen them. And we went to a camp this past week, and I was just calling kids all kind of different names. You know, I just ended, <laughs> I just ended up just calling them by their jersey number. You know, hey, 10, you know, do this, do that. Yeah, so it was it was an experience for sure, but it helped us. Yeah. Now, being a, a former personal trainer, how much emphasis do you put on the weight room in the off-season and even during the in-season? So I put a lot of emphasis on it, and mm-hmm. so much so to where they actually – which is what I really like about Guthrie is because when I got here, they were just kind of like, you know, tell us what you need and, and we'll do our best to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, I need a weight class, you know, that's a nice. weight training class. And they gave it to me. So oh, our nice. girls had first hour weights um, all through the year. And when I tell you that that was probably, if I had to take all the pieces that helped us be successful this season, mm-hmm. that's got to be top two or three mm-hmm. because we are very undersized. We had no true post players. We were all, you know, five, six guards. Yep. So them being able to, you know, work on their muscle movement and work on their explosiveness and agility work and all that stuff, you know, and we actually had time to do it because we had a period for it. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, it helped. Man, phenomenal. And, and I've thought this for quite a few years that I think weight training and just, you know, just fitness training in season is probably more important for girls than it is for guys. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just you can tell it. You can, whenever you see two teams playing, two girls teams playing, and you you can tell which one's in the weight room. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes it really makes can. a huge difference. I mean, it makes a big difference with guys, but I think it's more profound. You can see the bigger differences in between girls teams. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, girls really, in the grand scheme of things, you know, our bodies aren't really built to play basketball and to do all Mm -hmm. those movements so to have that you know hour where you can kind of sit down and be like okay this is how you jump this is how you do this this is how you know and building Mm -hmm. that form not only helps them but also helps us with you know preventing injuries as well Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah now you also coach an AAU boys team right in the summer I do yes Mm -hmm. how different is that I mean do you have to kind of not necessarily change how you coach but I guess how you communicate with the boys over the girls because I I've, coming up I was a head coach of boys and head coach of girls and it was totally different for doing you know coaching boys and coaching girls I for, I would 10 times rather coach girls a whole lot less egos 
<laughs> oh, I know. Uh, yeah, it, it is a little different. Um, there's good and bad to both. Mm-hmm. You know, boys, there's there. You have to really talk and really keep changing the subject quick to <laughs> to keep their attention, just because they're so. Mm-hmm. You know, their attention spans can be so short sometimes. Yeah. Um, Doesn't change for boys, as they get older. You say what? It doesn't change when they get older. Oh, well, that's, that's good to know. Uh, but you can also, you know, if, if a boy is doing something, you can get after them and do all this stuff and be like, hey, like, you know, get them in check. Mm-hmm. And then 30 seconds later, they're over it. Whereas a girl, she'll pay attention to you and she'll do everything you need her to. But if you make her mad, man, yeah, she's, she's going to be mad at you for the next six weeks. So you really have to be careful how you talk to girls versus boys. Yeah. Um, but I like both, you know, there's, I love coaching my boys' team. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a little bit, it's faster too. You have to coach faster. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. Yeah. Now let's shift gears a little bit to kind of your your playing days. Now you okay. were as a player, you were a state champion, all stater. You played D one basketball. How difficult was the transition for you going from high school to college? Because I ask this of, of of coaches a lot because I'm always kind of interested in kind of the mindset it takes to go from the high school level to the college level yeah um you know it was a big change and a lot of people don't I mean when you get into college it starts becoming a sport it starts becoming a job Mm -hmm. and it's a full-time job I mean you have weights at 6 a.m and then you go to class and you have conditioning then you go to class then you go to study hall then you go to practice and you go back to study hall you're not back into your room by until eight or nine that night mm-hmm. uh and it's every single day yeah so yeah it's it's a it's a big change and it takes some adjusting that's why when i have girls or even my boys you know that are looking to play college ball i really try to reiterate that to them like hey you need to start practicing these habits now because when you get into college you're gonna need that type of mindset or else you you, you might not make it because it's so demanding yeah Boy, that was, and I always ask that question because I was one of those that I ended. I got a scholarship to play college football, and I just I was not mentally tough enough to stick it out, you know. And it's one of those things I always look back on. I was like, man, I wish I had someone. I wish, you know, forty-five-year-old me could tell eighteen-year-old me that it's going to be okay or that it's that it this grind is something you probably won't ever do again in your life you know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, I mean, but if you sure. can if you can stick it out I mean gosh I, 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 I always am interested in talking to people about their college playing days because like I said it's something that I wasn't ever mentally strong enough to do so especially like with kids with our like you were saying with our with the kids that you have or that I have that want to play college ball. I always try to reiterate it to them. Hey, it's more of a grind than any. Like you think your math classes are hard now, just wait exactly. till you're having to do all the stuff like what you were talking about and do higher level math. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. And that's what they don't. That's what gets, I'm glad you said that because it gets overlooked a lot. Like when they go into college, think oh the weights are going to be hard, the practice is going to be hard. I'm like, and the classwork's going to be hard too. You're going to have seven page papers due every week you're going to have giant math exams every mm-hmm. two three weeks and you've got to do good otherwise you're not going to be able to play yeah. Um, so yeah and it's not letting it, them know yeah and it's not like high school where the teacher might help you out and give you a break if it's not if it's not in or if it's a bad paper you're just going to fail 
Because, exactly. You know, they're going to get yes. those professors are going to get paid either way. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and kind of to follow up on that, how difficult was it going from being a player to a coach? Because a lot of times, I, I feel like people that were really good athletes, it's a little bit harder for them to transition into coaching because it's, you know, you know, you, I mean, you grew up, you live, breathe basketball, and you just kind of expect kids to know those things. Was that, was that kind of a hard transition for you? Yeah, it was. It really was for sure my first year at El Reno. Um, because like you said, I, you know, I was upset. Basketball was my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the only thing on my mind at all times. And it was hard for me to realize that not everybody is like that. Actually, very few people are like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's totally okay. You know, they don't, not everybody has to live and breathe basketball because, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's just not something that everybody does. So, mm -hmm. but then you have to think, you have to say, well, the ones that don't, you know, that aren't obsessed with basketball, you still need them, you know, to be successful. You can't just take the one or two, you know, you need five players at the very least to make a basketball team. And, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are going to be obsessed, you might have maybe two or three if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, so being able to kind of manage those personalities and, you know, not get in my head about it when a kid, you know, just doesn't want to stay after and shoot because they've been at school all day they haven't eaten or yeah you know that mm -hmm. kind of stuff you kind of have to pick and choose your battles with that one so yeah and even like on you know just knowing the differences in between things like <clears throat> some of those kids that I had at that camp that I was telling you about this past week they were the elementary kids that were that are coming up I, I the, the amount of basketball they play I think they played like four games last year and I, I think I watched them all, but I wasn't paying attention. I was just watching them play. But I was running a zone, and I could tell this one kid that he was just he kept following this guy everywhere. And I was like, "What are you doing? We're in a zone." And he, I could tell by the way he was looking at me, he'd never heard the word zone before. And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right. Let's just." I mean, because it's kind of hard to do anything with that on the fly, but you know, it's a. Uh, yeah, you don't – kids don't live and breathe stuff anymore. And that was one thing that, that I really kind of struggled with. You're trying to explain something to a kid, and they're, you can tell they're just looking at you with a blank – with a blank expression on their face not realizing what you're talking about at all. <laughs> yeah. You kind of broke up on me a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I was like, oh, I, no. I was No, go Hello. ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Go ahead. Um, when I first got to Guthrie, you know, I would I was obviously super excited. I was you know, gung ho. We got in the practice, I was like, Okay, you guys are gonna go free throw line extended, you guys are gonna go short corner, <laughs> blah blah and when I tell you I had a several just looking at me like I was just crazy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay, hang on, let's slow it down. That was my fault. You know, this in and we kinda had a whole lesson on like basketball terminology. Um <laughs> Yeah, that so. that free throw line extended. That's something I've had to explain a lot of times too. Is it just, I mean, to me it makes sense. It's free throw line. There's free throw line. What do you, what does extending extend mean? It means go out, not go in. You know, <laughs> just, yeah, just exactly. little things but like that. If you've ever been taught that, you know, because I was taught that when I was very young. Mm -hmm. But it, and kind of like I said, when I grab softball players to track people, you know, of course they don't know that. That's this is their second sport. So yeah. I kind of had to be like, okay, I have to, you know. I have to do a little more teaching before I can actually put them on the floor and, and do all this stuff. So. Yeah. Now I've asked this question of a couple of, 
coaches, and everybody seems to think it's not going to be a big deal, but I kind of want your take on it. What do you think about the, the five fouls per quarter? I mean, do you think uh, – what do you think about that change for this upcoming season? Mm, I think that, you know, scenarios and game plan, especially in close games, are going to have to change because yeah. it, now you're taking that pressure of the one-and-one one away, and – a lot of times teams live or die by that pressure, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, this girl's going to choke when she goes up there. Cause she knows if she misses this first one, you know, that's it. And mm-hmm. now that that's gone, there's kind of a more relaxed feel to it. Um, I think it's, I mean, maybe not for the huge scheme of things, but for those close games, you know, mm-hmm. that, that going to overtime or whatever, it's going to be a big game changer. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's a, that's that's the, I, I, the only thing I really worry about is that it, it's going to make some games like three hours long. You yeah, know, that, that's the only <laughs> that's thing that I worry about. But I mean, yeah. if, and if you think about it too, I mean, five fouls is quite a few in a quarter. You know, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But okay, so. now what? Also, what do you think about the district changes for five A and six A? I have extremely mixed feelings about that (laughs) a lot of Um, a lot of people do i mean you're not in the minority there yeah it's i don't think i don't know if we should have went to it this year i think that we should have been like hey okay we're going to go to it for the 24 25 season but just letting you guys know and then Mm -hmm. everybody taking a year to plan for it yes Um, yeah because right now i'm looking at our you know, I'm on all those coaches' Facebook pages when you need a game, and there's several, like, 4A schools and all those people that have eight or nine, ten open slots open now. Yeah. And they don't even know if they're going to get it filled, and they can't do anything until July. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of one of those things, and, you know, we'll see. I, I'll have to kind of do a season of it before I can tell you if I like it or not because I can see the good and bad with it. Yeah. Uh, taking the coaches rankings away you know i think that could be a good thing just because it really this last year got real political yes um, yeah you know so mm-hmm. which kind of sucks that you know there's people that would do that in our in our basketball community but it is what it is we'll see you know nothing you can do about it but we're gonna make the best out of it true 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 all right i got one final question for you i always try to ask something that's kind of makes you think a little bit What's uh, what's in the water at Dale that you guys keep cranking out state championships <laughs> like that? I can't tell you. That's top secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we just, I mean, uh, it's just Dale. It's Dale, Oklahoma. And a big thing is, is that, well, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the academics there are extremely, extremely good as well. I mean, mm. we rank super high in academics. So naturally, you know, if you're in that Shawnee, Choctaw, Hera, Bethel area, you're, you want to send your kids to Dale because the academics, and yeah. then you've got the sports. That's just the plus. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't tell you all the rest, though. It's, <laughs> it's so complicated. Have, yeah, you'd have to you'd have to take me out if uh, if you tell me the secrets. Uh, now, yeah, well, and you it's know, a good I, community. I, yeah, man, and I didn't even realize that the Dale because you all you heard about was how good the Dale boys were and it kind of caught me off guard when I saw the the girls had won the state championship I was like oh crap well they're good and everything then yeah yeah we've the so really when people think of Dale they mainly think of like baseball because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean we just have a our baseball team is just 
you know, over the years, reputation-wise, has just been great. Um, and then we've always had a girls, a really good girls basketball team. So, and we've always had a good boys basketball team, but you know, not like the state championship type. Yeah. And so to see that now, and to see that they're not only state champions, but they were virtually untouchable. Yeah. You know, they weren't just beating people; they were just annihilating them, and nobody wanted to play them. So, um, and a lot of the kids on that team now, you know, oh gosh, I they, they were young. little when I was in high school, and they, I saw them at my game. So to see them and see that turnaround, it's pretty special. Yeah, so. man, and I think they're probably going to be favored to win it in the next two years. That's crazy. Yeah, for may sure. Not, They've... They may not lose a game in two more years, you know. That's... I know. I'll be surprised <laughs> if they do. I really will. Golly. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate you doing this, and uh, I'll definitely be keeping up with how the – oh, gosh, um, I forgot the mascot. What's, Blue what's, Jays. Blue Jays. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to say it wrong. I'll definitely be keeping up with the Guthrie Blue Jays this, this coming year, and uh, appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me. So. Thanks to Coach Clark for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. Just a few weeks away from Not So Instant Replay, I'm going to start re-releasing past episodes of Kenny and the Coaches, starting with Season 1, Episode 1, and Coach Kenny Magoo. That's on Wednesday, July 5th. You can also check out the Kenny and the Coaches website, which is in the episode description. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.